I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, are you ready to to do the show? I know that all you had for dinner, for some reason, was an apple and two candy bars. I didn't eat the apple. Oh. And I only ate one of the candy bars. Okay. I know the apple's to keep the doctor away. What are the two candy bars for? I don't know yet. This is the first time I've ever done that, so I'll find out tomorrow. Oh, this is your new diet. This yes. is day, day one. Yeah, I'm writing a book. <laughs> cool. I think, it's, I think it'll be a national bestseller. Oh, I think so. How to yeah. gain weight and get diabetes. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm going to put in some exercise uh, on it. What kind of exercise? Uh, you walk to the Home Depot, and then you walk back. Okay. Every day. And then you do 50 jumping jacks. So a lot of the, uh, a lot of the effectiveness of this is going to vary based on how far away you live from a Home Depot. Yes, it is. Mm, but okay. for some people, it's going to be really great. For others, not so much. Sure. Well, I, I, if you can get Amazon to sort your reviews geographically, I think it'll be okay. Sure. Spheres, spheres of Home Depot-ness. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are you worried, Roy, that as a Mexican, if you walk to Home Depot, that someone will try and hire you to uh, do like yard work for a day? You know, if someone tries to hire me, I'm going to I'm gonna go. Yeah? Yeah. Yard work's good for you. Mm-hmm. That's part of my diet. Oh, okay. So you have to be Mexican in order for this diet to work. No, but you, if someone propositions you to, to work, you should work. Wow. You need an army of Confederates going out to Home Depot parking lots propositioning people to work so that... You know, like the Confederate Army. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, no, so that so that uh, people will believe that your diet works, right? Like they'll go, they're like, oh, this is great. I, all I did was walk to Home Depot and then I got paid like $25 to mm-hmm. spend an entire day bailing hay. Yeah. You need diet reenactors. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah. How, it's gonna, how you it's been? Be great. We're back in the uh, we're back in the good old advice hot dog studio. It's been a while since yeah, we were here. Yeah. A long time. Back at headquarters. Yeah. It's pretty great. Kind uh, of. Your air conditioner works. I've noticed. S- sort of. Yeah. It's a little warm. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's just maybe it's just the 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 heat of passion. I'm passionate about doing this podcast, Roy. Yes, you are. You have so many words. I'm I'm amazed at, at the fountain that comes out of your mouth mm-hmm. of words. Uh, so yeah, we got back from San Diego. Uh, mm-hmm. Did all did all sorts of things. I haven't done. Uh, they they were filming a movie in my house. Uh, yeah, tell me about that. Friend of Rachel's uh, is making a movie. It's like a like a reasonable budget uh, indie. Uh, that's like a time travel movie. They're, reasonable they're budget. A, yeah, it's not it's not a tiny budget. Okay. It's like they, they he's he's throwing some money at it. So like they paid you for the no, location. They did not pay me for the location. I, oh. I didn't. It didn't even it's occur to me. To, it didn't even occur to me to ask. Oh. Well, I mean, okay. So it's reasonable. I don't normally charge rent. Wait. Yes, I do. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I should have just charged them two days worth of rent. Oh, by the way, this place rents for a billion dollars a month. Sorry, wow. guys. Should have told you that before you moved all this shit in here. So it's a time travel movie. Um, is that a genre in porn? Uh, no. I really hope it's not a porn because there were a lot of little kids uh, running around my house. Oh, really? In this movie, yeah. Uh, most of what they were filming yesterday apparently uh, was just a little girl shrieking. Uh, he sent me. Huh. I've been. I've just been hanging out I'm up. Sure, in that my, was comforting. I've been hanging out up in my bedroom. Yeah, and also uh, it turns out that a guy yelling action uh, downstairs sounds uh, to my brain exactly like somebody saying Zach uh, right outside my bedroom door. And so every few minutes for the last two days. As I've been, you know, just playing video games or whatever up in my room, I would think that somebody was calling my name, huh. but they were never calling my name. They were just saying action so that a little girl could start shrieking at the top of her tiny little lungs. Really? Yeah, it was cool. And, it and what part of the story is that? Do you know? I don't know. They needed a stairway 
Uh, they needed a house that looks like it could have existed in the 90s. So my house, which has a stairway and uh, hasn't been updated or redecorated or remodeled From, since, since, the since the 80s. The 80s yeah. Uh, it was right up their alley. Oh, that's they great. put you saw this as we were as we were downstairs preparing for the show. They uh, they put uh, thick paper all over all of my windows mm-hmm. so they could film some nighttime scenes during the day. Yeah. And now my house is still really dark. And my suggestion is that you start cooking meth. Yeah, I think that's a good. It's idea. already set up. Uh, that guy, that Breaking Bad man, did it, and he uh, things worked yeah. out pretty well for him. I yeah, hear. he's doing awesome. People love him. So yeah, I've been doing nothing but work and play video games. Okay. Um, which, uh, I'll, you know, I, I can't actually say anything about video games until I'm on my video games hot dog podcast. Oh, right. Which you all should yeah. listen to if you don't. Tune into that thing. Yeah, tune into it. Tune right in. Um, okay, that what sounds have, good. What have you been up to? Uh, I've been doing a lot of yard work, tearing things down. Uh, I've been going to a lot of movies lately, which really? is pretty great. Yeah. Did you see Cowboys and Aliens? I have not seen ah, Cowboys and Aliens. Son of a bitch. We have nothing to talk about. Because really? I've only seen Cowboys oh. and Aliens, and I saw it like 200 times. I saw something else. If I had known that you were also going to go to movies, I would have gone to something other than Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I went to an advanced screening of uh, 30 Minutes or Less. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, we we haven't told our listeners to this, but a friend of a, the podcast, Eric, uh, put us on this list for uh, advanced screenings of movies because we talk about it sometimes. And this was the second movie that I've gone to, and it was pretty sweet. I tried to go, but I was late, and they wouldn't let me in, and it was yeah. embarrassing. You have to show up early. Uh, you have to have your ID. And I just found out that you and I are considered uh, media, so we actually sit in the corded-off little section in the front. Nice. That is empty, and you just step over the bungee cord, and you are media. Cool. Do we get those sweet things for our hats? Do we have to wear hats? I don't think so, but but you could. Yeah. Ten-gallon hat in the yeah, movie theater. Ten-gallon ten hat go wrong? and a feather that says press on it. Yeah, a feather. <laughs> Uh, but it was pretty good. good. So when it comes out on Friday, we'll everyone should go see it. Buzz, it's our responsibility. We, well, it's a, it's my responsibility to get this thing edited and put out there before Friday, so that sure. we can generate some buzz. Yeah, that would be great. Otherwise, it's a big waste of waste of our press responsibilities. Mm, well, you know, if if it's come out already, I would say that it's you know still in the theater, right? You'll get it done before the month. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. I was going to go see that, but then I was going to wait uh, until my, I could go with my girlfriend, but then my girlfriend is out of town for a while. So I've been, I've just been like sitting at home alone a lot. Aww. And I was thinking like, hey, my girlfriend's going out of town. Now I can, oh wait, I actually like this girlfriend and she more or less never stops me from doing the things that I want to do. Right. So now it's just, oh, I can, I can live my life, only be lonely. Right. It's, it's sad. The only Aww. things that I want to do that she doesn't let me do is like pick fights with cops. Oh, you can do that then. Oh yeah, that's a good point. We should we should try have a raucous party. We should try to get ourselves into a situation where I'll have the opportunity to pick a fight with the cops. Right. And then what are you gonna do? Oh man, go for their gun. You always want to. Oh, I see. I thought you were gonna say you you try to kick them in the nuts. Oh no. You think about that, don't you? You see a you see a cop and you see that gun and you think, ah, I wonder what would happen if I went for that gun. Yeah, I think everyone does. Yeah, it's weird. What it's is right that? there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that in Rome? Uh, the plebs thought that about the, uh, I don't know, Legion Guards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that in Sweden the they thought that way about Swiss Miss? Oh man, wonder what what would happen if I just ripped that hot chocolate right out of her bosom. <laughs> Delicious. I'm assuming that she keeps hot chocolate yeah, in her bosom. You would. That's what keeps it warm. Yeah, it's tepid mil- chocolate. It's really, milk, milk chocolate. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
good old Swiss Miss. Uh, yeah, that was it. That, that's what I've been doing. And uh, a hummingbird built a nest on our porch. Ooh, that's pretty rare, I hear. Yeah. I hear tell. This is the second time that's happened and the second time that it has abandoned its eggs. Neat. Mm-hmm. Are they like jumping beans? Are they little vibrating eggs? No, they're dead. Uh, it only laid one egg, and it's the size of a jelly bean. How did they taste? Uh, you know, it was rotted by <laughs> the uh. time I found it. But I did tip it over, and it broke in my hand. And huh. it's really tiny, and I let it dry so I can save it. And I put it back into the nest. What are you uh, going to do with that? If it... I think I'm going to put it in my time capsule for this year. Huh. You've been making a time capsule every year? Mm-hmm. What else is going in it besides that garbage? Uh, <laughs> well, now I have a place to put all the stuff that I don't know where to put. Oh, um, like the movie receipts that you keep. Yeah, mo- movie tickets, uh, all the tickets, uh, stubs of things. Sub sandwiches? Um, I saved all of the the crab claws from, from this year's New Year's uh, you know dinner that I had. Do you, do you think that crab claws uh, change sufficiently over time to make it worth putting them in a time capsule? Uh, or or are you or is this the time well, capsule that you distribute every week uh, that the city comes and picks up in their big truck and takes it off to the time I'm capsule saving all warehouse? Of it. Okay, good. Um, yeah, well, you know, for for the future when people don't know what crabs are because they're being uh, you know depleted from the oceans, and then people will say, hey, what's this weird thing? It's like finding think, a dodo skull. Oh, okay, right. Like they'll think maybe maybe the time capsule was buried by a race of monster people and they cut off all their children's hands. Right. Put them in a time capsule. I also have a picture of Corinne where she is pretending to have claws for hands. So I'll include that with the claws. Okay. I don't know uh, to what extent you're just making shit up, Roy. Do no, you, I'm, you, do you I'm really... actually saying all of these things. And they're true. And they're true. You really make a time capsule every yeah. year? I've decided. I started last year. And I'm okay. going to do it for the next 30 years. And then there will be instructions of which one to open up every year after. Where are you putting them? In the ground. Okay. Are you making a map? Uh, that's like two paces yeah. past the hot tub, totally. turning left at the koi pond. No, I'm, I'm making a vault. They're all in these uh, PVC capsules that, that I've made that screw shut. Oh, so like pipe bombs. Yes, you could I, go. You should keep them, uh, say, against the foundation of the courthouse. That'll be a safe place to put them. <laughs> Bury them every year. Uh, hmm. Cool. Yeah, it's a thing that I'm doing. Uh, and who, so when do you, how long do you want to keep them uh, down there before people open them? The 31st year, you're allowed to open up the one that I buried last Wait, so year. So are you, are you planning on opening these yourself then? Uh, Maybe. But I don't think we're not going to make it through all of them. So whoever is there will get to open them. You don't think you'll live to be 90? Mm, 95? I don't know. I bet you do. Yeah. 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 You, you look like you've got, you've got those streaks of gray in your beard. Now, you're practicing for being an old man. You'll be really good at it. So no, I think if I'm you're good at being an old man, you'll last a long time. Oh, you think? I think so. That's yeah. going to make me sad to watch that. I know. We should take a picture of you every day so that then years from now when people are listening to this, I like to think that we're like the Bill and Ted of the real world where uh, society will someday collapse and then be built anew based on our teachings. Oh, yeah, of course. Speaking of our teachings, Roy, there's there's a lot of people out there that have problems. There's a lot of people out there that, that need help. And I think it's time that we stop being so damn selfish, Roy, and we, we start dispensing some advice to these people. But before we do that, let's have a cocktail. 
Good segue. Roy, I picked this week's cocktail based on the fact that I know that you don't like things that aren't uh, vodka, mm-hmm. tequila, or rum. Right. Thank so you. I had some vodka, and I just looked up vodka drinks, and I and I saw one that I thought would fill a gap in our lives. Uh, now that we're no longer uh, coastal, mm-hmm. uh, we're drinking a sea breeze. To remind us of our, our beautiful uh, previous days. And I have to say, Roy, this cocktail is fucking refreshing. It is pretty refreshing. It is strong. More so because it, uh, we're drinking it uh, pretty early in the afternoon. This is this is several hours earlier than we normally record yeah, things. Yeah, it's the first. Yeah, I got a lot of... Uh, it's normally not uh, just bright, bright daylight. I got a lot of podcasting to record today. Yeah, you do. Uh, so many words. So many words. I'm going to run out. I'm going to run out. By the end of the show with Josh, I'm just going to be all like... Oh, I, I believe in you. You'll do all right. You think I'm capable of talking for four hours, Roy? Yes, I, I, I do. You've known me for quite a while. Am I capable of saying anything interesting during that four-hour period is a better question. Uh, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, this uh, I made this. Uh, I found recipes that were almost the exact opposite of one another, but it's basically vodka, cranberry juice, and grapefruit juice. Uh, I learned something when I went to the store uh, to get this. Which is that they really do not want you to buy uh, cranberry juice. Why? There is almost no, that like nowhere in the grocery store was there a container of cranberry juice. Oh, it's always a cocktail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. So it's either like cranberry juice plus a bunch of sugar. And I wonder if that's just because real cranberry juice is too sour for anybody to want to drink it. It's hard to. Um, you can buy it at Trader Joe's and uh, it is very, very sour. I should have just like straight up. Uh, cranberry juice. I should have gone to Trader Joe's and gotten some of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going tomorrow. The only thing I uh, ever got regularly at Trader Joe's was uh, those uh, pasteurized eggs. Yeah, and they stopped selling they those. They did. They stopped selling everything that you want at Trader Joe's. That's like their deal. Yeah. They have cameras. They make you love it, and then they take it away. I think what I was about to suggest is that they have cameras to figure out what you're buying, uh, but I don't think they need cameras for that. I think that they have registers. Yeah. Uh, and Receipts. computers. I had to figure out. They didn't use Some to, kind of system. When you were working there, to start with, they didn't have scanners, right? Like, you literally no. had to memorize the price of everything in the store yeah. and then write it down on, like, a like a steno pad. <laughs> and uh, There was a register. You just had to punch it in. And you faxed it to the manager who would calculate uh, their change. Look, it was a telegraph. Okay. You had to learn Morse code, too. Every- in addition to memorizing the price of every item that they had. Everything ended in nine... It was always a dollar twenty nine, one forty nine, one fifty nine, whatever. Hmm. And that made it easier. I don't know. I would think I, that would I make just, it harder. To this day, ten years later, fifteen, twenty years later, I still know. Two hundred years later, you know what you should do is you should write down the prices of everything at Trader Joe's and put it in your time capsule. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. And you could do that every year, and it would be an interesting study of how your memory goes between thirty five and sixty five. Oh yeah, you could see the deterioration. Mm. You could see those prices just losing nines. Those prices fall. And maybe as you start to look backwards with rosier and rosier glasses, you'll make the prices even lower. You can say, when I was a, when I was a boy, a, a dozen pasteurized eggs only cost 19 cents. Exactly. Delicious mm. mm. uh, eggs. So yeah, it was two parts vodka, uh, three parts cranberry juice, one part grapefruit juice. That was pretty strong. So I added another part of uh, cranberry and another part of grapefruit. And it's less strong now. And you're saying there is an opposite recipe, which was... Like- I searched for another recipe, and it was way, way more grapefruit juice. It was like one part vodka, three parts grapefruit, one part cranberry. Oh, so the so, ratio is always the juice is not the vodka. Oh, uh, it's more or less... They're more or less like the same 
amount of vodka to juice. Yeah, but just different combinations of juice. Hmm. I don't know. It's pretty good. You know, you can't really go wrong. Vodka doesn't make drinks that are bad, right? Like it, no. it tastes like whatever you put it in plus rubbing alcohol. Sure. Which is good for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, uh, you know, cures all kinds of ailments mm-hmm. like uh, mouth lesions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soberness. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the, the, I mean, thousands of children every day are sober. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a crime. Mm-hmm. It's a tragedy. tragedy. Yeah. Um, anyway, this, this drink is, is pretty good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And we also had a listener that posted uh, a thing on the Facebook, which was a big long list of uh, vodka cocktails, which I think we will pilfer. We should. They look good. You should send me that list. I will. Every time I do a search for vodka cocktails on the internet, I find the same page and almost, I don't know, 90% of the cocktails on the list are just like some shit that I think the guy that made that webpage made up. Vodka plus blank. I understand that every cocktail is just some shit that some guy made up, right? Eventually, But yes. I think that or, there is a weight of there is a weight of tradition that a mixologist is has to respect. You can't just like mix a bunch of stuff together and say, "Oh, this is a Poughkeepsie painkiller," you know? But why not? If you're from Poughkeepsie and you drink those a lot and it ails your pains it ails your pains it, it it's oh it's just ale it's it's just a glass of beer uh you, you know you're double fisting it for for it being this early in the day yes that's part of my dinner hmm. okay an apple two uh, candy bars one candy bar no apple okay you're just listing the things that i bought oh right I didn't eat the apple. I only ate one candy bar, and I'm drinking a beer. What did you buy the apple to make yourself feel better about buying the candy bars? No, I wanted to eat the apple, but it's just so much effort. Mm-hmm. You could have melted the candy bars and had a snickered apple. Oh, do you just coat the apple in the Snickers? Actually, if you mix uh, a Kahlua and apple pucker, I like to call that a snickered apple. Oh, I bet that would be really gross. Yeah, maybe Bailey's an apple pucker. I bet, you, I bet you could make a drink that, that, you know, approximated a candied apple. Sure, but wouldn't it cur- curdle? Oh, who knows? It doesn't. I mean, Kahlua doesn't, or Bailey's doesn't curdle when you mix it with Kahlua or with vodka and stuff. I don't, I think it will curdle if you mix it with, like, lemon juice. It curdles when you, uh, you know, the, the bombs, Irish car bombs, it curdles with... Yeah, does it? Yeah, it does. I don't think it does. It does because uh, one time I made one of those thinking that I could just sip it and it just congealed into this big disgusting mess. Hmm. So it was like sipping a big glass of chocolatey cottage cheese. Uh, Yeah, it was gross. Hmm. You have to drink it right away. Huh. Then it curdles in your stomach. Cool. I mean, everything curdles in your stomach, you know? Sure. I mean, you're always like, you'll drink a glass of milk and then drink a glass of lemon juice. Mm -hmm. What do you think that? What do you think that's doing? Uh, that mm-hmm. curdling, yeah, blood curdling. Mm-hmm. If you saw it, you'd if you shriek. injected it into your veins, man, that little girl was loud. Really? Yeah. How loud? Really loud. Are you gonna no. uh, demonstrate? I can't. I can't make a pitch that high. Oh. I mean, I could. I could try and. I could try and approximate it in a falsetto, but I don't think I could manage the. I don't think I could manage the intensity and the volume and uh, the stamina. Boy, I wish you knew what scene she was uh, filming. There was a man uh, trying to explain something to her while she was shrieking. Oh, and she hates homework. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, Mm -hmm. There he was like, it's vital that you understand how the time capsule works. 
mm-hmm. uh, because their machine was a capsule. Uh, the, the way that you travel forward in time is you bury yourself in a capsule, wait 30 years, and then have your daughter dig you up. Mm-hmm. And so she was freaking out. She was like, right. I don't want you to go into a box in the ground. Mm-hmm. And he was like, listen, I know you don't, but you have to listen to me. If you don't dig me up, I'm going to be stuck down there. And I only have exactly 30 years worth of food. Crab claws. Crab claws. All right. Um, what if it was exactly 30 years? Like one minute later and you're going to die. That's what I'm saying. That's that's the only thing that I can imagine no. would lead to the necessity to have the conversation that this guy was trying to have. With You'd the have girl. to synchronize watches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Time would. capsules. Yep. Maybe you could just have a, a timer. I mean, you know, if you're building a time capsule, you might as well have some futuristic looking stuff on the outside, some tubes and a clock. Oh, but what if it's buried in with you? Then no one can see it. Oh. Maybe you need, like, something that where you can, like, pull on a string and ring a bell. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. In case you have to pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thought I could just hold it for 30 years, but... I think that was slightly unrealistic. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, I don't actually have any interest in traveling through time. I'm just really lazy. Right. Well, let's get to some questions. Uh, we, got, uh, we got some Twitters, some Facebooks, some Gmails, and later on, you know what we got? We got some phone calls. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Awesome. It took uh, only four months to get three uh, usable phone calls. But they're coming in. Yeah, a couple of them came in in the last week. So yeah. I, think, uh, I think maybe people are taking our advice to heart about how to ask us first, you know, like, uh, dear Zach and Roy, uh, let's say that I wanted to buy a new door. Uh, where, where would I go to do that? Actually, no one did ask us where to buy anything. Huh. Or did they? How did are I we, miss that? No. How are, how are we going to help them then? I don't know. Those are the only things that I know is where to get the things that I can see. I mean, I only know how to buy things at Home Depot. No. Well, you just wait for your mom to give you one for your birthday. Like that's if somebody asked, uh, where do I go to get an arrow garden? <laughs> like, hey, mom, buy me this thing so I can grow weed. <laughs> okay, son. And she does. She did. She's a great mom. Yep. Uh uh, I buy me some uh, tin foil to line the uh, insides of this room so the cops don't see it with their infrared scanners. Mm-hmm. I don't think the cops are sweeping this neighborhood with infrared scanners. I think this it, would be the place for a meth lab. Now, is that why the tin foil? Yes. Why the really? It wasn't tin foil. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about the? No. Why do people put tin foil on their on their windows? This um, really bothers me. Well, it doesn't uh, really help. So maybe it does. It reflects some of the light outward and makes your house more efficient. But then you can't look out at the windows. Yeah, maybe you don't want to, because maybe you're like uh, Asinaberry, who writes, What the fuck should I be doing with my life? I have no degree, no marketable skill set, no real drive, and I hate people. Meth lab. Huh. So you hate people, so you won't mind covering your windows with tinfoil, because all all those windows are going to do is let other people see you and let you see other people, and F that. That's true. But can't you just break those windows instead? You could, but then that would be suspicious. Right, like oh, the, the tinfoil is. So if I was a cop and I was driving along and I saw a guy with tinfoil in the windows, I'd be like, oh, we should leave that guy alone because I bet he doesn't like us. Whereas if, if I was driving along and I saw like just a weird brick bunker, mm-hmm. I would be like, that's suspicious activity right there. Machine gun lab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a slit 
uh, and that's where you toss a grenade when you're going in. That's what they do. They, that's what they train you to do in the police force. We need to get our we need to get our cop buddy on here we so that we can ask him about police tactical training. I'm we pretty do. sure that what they tell you to do, just first off, first thing, throw a grenade in. Somebody calls and they say, they say, officer, my cat is stuck up in a tree, and I want you to come help me get him out. You just you you walk up and before you even before you even verify that you're at the right house, mm-hmm. throw a grenade into it. Now uh, let's be clear about this. You mean a concussion grenade? Mm-hmm. That uh, happened to our neighbors uh, once when we it we, did. We lived in an apartment that was real nice when we moved in, and then the uh, but just, then we moved in. Yeah, we moved in, and there went the neighborhood. <laughs> they, they, they let one Mexican in, and uh, I don't know one dweeb. What, what was if you had to characterize me back then in a single? I thought you're a Swede. A Swede, okay. Swede dweeb. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And anyway, got got pretty rough. Uh, <laughs> Neighbors, neighbors yeah, we, started. we had some kind of uh, drug dealer neighbors, and they eventually moved out, and then the cops came in, like a SWAT team. I was at home watching the World Series or something, which I don't normally do, but uh, they came through, uh, fully armed, and then threw a concussion grenade through their front door. There was nobody in there. There was nobody in there, I but I certainly to, heard it. They just wanted to play grenades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they asked us if we wanted any of the, f- they, they took the people away and the cops were like, do you want any of their furniture? <laughs> and yeah, that uh, was weird. we were like, uh, and we went in and looked and all they had was, was couches, the disgusting couches that the cops had slashed open all the, <laughs> the cushions to look for hidden drugs. <laughs> That's like, true. no, no, thanks a lot. You smart ass. I don't want any of this, of this free furniture, <laughs> but it was really nice of you to offer. Fuckers. That's true. I forgot about that. There was one thing that I really liked. It was like this blue vinyl vinyl couch. But yeah, they had torn it all up. So many antiques get destroyed in the in the name of arresting drug dealers. Yeah. So Ace, you need to be careful, right? Mm-hmm. So get all shitty furniture, shitty furniture that you don't mind having the cops cut it up. Mm-hmm. Right. Tin foil on the windows. I'm following you. And then. Uh, I don't know. What do you get? Like a bucket of uh, fertilizer and some candles. How do you make salt? Meth? Salt. I yeah, think salt. Salt in a, it. You get a fish tank. White things. I mean, aspirin. You crush that up. A pump. Uh, you buy like uh, crates of cold medicine, but you got to buy it um, one one tablet a day from each store. So that you don't look suspicious. If you go in and you buy like a whole box of cold medicine, yeah, they're weird. gonna think, Oh, you're making meth. But if you just go in and say, Man, I really have a cold, I need one I need one tablet of Alka Seltzer Plus. Today. Yeah, today. I'll come back tomorrow if my symptoms haven't gone away. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta like sort of sniff. Yeah. So you do. and you know, I think if you start doing meth, you'll s- sort of start to seem more and more like the kind of person who just has a cold that lasts a really sure. long time. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also need some uh something to glue my teeth back in. Uh, and some oxy 10. Um, but I don't think that'll help. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you're a sailor on the high seas. Find a 24 hour grocery store too. Cause you're, you know, you'll want to go in the middle of the night mm-hmm. cause you ran out of like Swiffers. Yes. Right. To clean your apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to keep it sterile uh, so that you can grow the meth spores. Mm-hmm. Um, cause otherwise you'll end up with a dangerous product and nobody wants that. Mm-mm. You'll lose all your credibility as a manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of watching the World Series, which you were a little while ago, Simar writes, I'm a Chicago Cubs fan. Any advice? I think he's he's saying this. It's a funny question because the Chicago Cubs do not have uh, much of a track record. They right, won but a he's World still Series. a fan. They haven't won a World Series since like 1905 or 1895 or something. Like it's, I'm, it has been more than 100 years since the Cubs won the really? World Series, as far as I know. That's outstanding. Yeah. What other team can say that? None. I don't think. 
Oh. There might be others. I don't know. Actually, maybe I should become a fan. You know, we went to a baseball game. Uh, I don't remember if this was before the last time that we recorded a show. <laughs> you know, you belched earlier, and you were like, "Oh fuck, I got to save it for the podcast." See? Oh, thank you. Thanks for saving that for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I caught it. Uh-huh. Uh, kept it for a while. <laughs> Had to add my own flavors to it. Pretty I threw good. you a belch. Mm-hmm. You caught it. Put it in your mouth. You blew. <laughs> we're blowing each other belches. That's how affectionate we are comfortable in our own sexuality uh, i think it was after it was after the last recording mm-hmm. so we haven't talked about it we no. uh i ate a bunch of peanuts uh roy said uh roy remarked that i was shelling and eating peanuts fairly quickly and he said how many of those do you think that you can shell and eat in one minute oh right and, right, and, I, right. and I said i don't know five i think uh, six is what you did said did i say six yeah yeah and then i did 16 because uh, mm-hmm. i apparently dramatically underestimate my abilities I think you were thinking of them as saltine packets or something. Yeah. I don't right. think I could eat six saltines in a minute. I don't think it, there's a trick, right? A limit. Like you can't do that. Yeah. It's like something. you can only fold a piece of paper in half so many times. <laughs> right. Um, before you it. run out of saltines. Uh, yeah. So that, that was great. So you can That's go what to you a, remember from the baseball game. G- yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, so it was, it was like my, our local team that the Arizona Diamondbacks were playing the, the, San Diego Phillies is that uh-huh. the Padres <laughs> yeah um and even with the Lord on their side they they could not defeat our ferocious onslaught no they or couldn't. whatever it is that we did um yeah you didn't they watch. stopped letting you take beer back to the seats after the seventh inning which I don't know if that's like a widespread like is that a thing that all baseball I think games so. do now yeah because people get into fights we had not even finished our first beer by the time they stopped selling beer which is weird because we're not bad at drinking beers I thought it was our second. Was it our second? Yeah. Oh. Two beers. I thought it was our fifth. <laughs> hmm. Maybe maybe I'm misremembering this story. We had some beers before we went, uh, uh-huh. which which helped. And then some there. Some there, yeah. And then uh, we tried to get a beer, and they were like, "You can't. we can't sell this to you after the seventh inning. But there was a bar in the stadium that was open. And you could go in there and drink a drink. beer. You just couldn't yeah. take it. You couldn't carry it out with you. So we're like, sorry, we're going to have to give this to you in an actual glass. Right. Like, oh. And you can't leave. Fuck is what we said and we drank until way after the game ended and then we went out and your wife's parents were like fuck have you guys been <laughs> you were over yeah we didn't bar. see the end yeah uh we, we watched it on television we didn't really i think we were just talking no we watched it on television so really it doesn't matter uh if you're a you know so my advice to you as a cubs fan go to cubs games do a lot of drinking mm-hmm. hang out with uh hang out with your buddy yeah and maybe uh build you know build some experiences so that you can talk about them on your podcast mm-hmm. spend some quality time with your girlfriend or just uh, in your diary getting her drunk yeah your diary that's that your diary works mm-hmm. or you can write these things on your girlfriend Ooh, yeah you can keep your you can have your girlfriend be your diary mm-hmm. uh like in memento because mm-hmm. he didn't have a girlfriend no so he was his own girlfriend exactly so he he used himself as a diary but you tattoo a bunch of stuff on your girlfriend and then like they're really confused when they find her in that capsule They're like what is this because it's written like she did she write it backwards so that she could read it in a mirror Mm -hmm. no that doesn't make any sense it's 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 backwards so that somebody else could read it who who whose diary is this and then they analyze your handwriting they track you down but you're in the you're in the next year's capsule so if their investigation works too well they'll 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 be led to a dead end they'll just have to wait around for you to be unearthed yep uh let's see mike says i posted this question earlier on the facebook page but i haven't heard it answered yet i want to become an independent game developer slash programmer someday kind of like what zach does i've already done a decent amount of programming and i know that i like it but i'm not sure where to go next any thoughts um just make video games 
Just make them? Just do it? Yep. Just make a video game. Like, figure out the scope of a project that you can do by yourself and do it. And Mm -hmm. if it's too ambitious, try again doing something simpler. And if that's too ambitious, try again doing something simpler. Mm -hmm. But, like, you just got to make stuff. I mean, it's like if somebody says, hey, I'm thinking of becoming a poet. Mm -hmm. And you say, okay, well, uh, how many poems have you written? And they're like zero. Say, Mm -hmm. okay, that's that's not going to work. You need to you need to write some poetry. You have to start somewhere. You need to write some poetry. And then you can go door to door trying to sell your your poetry poetry to people. Somebody will tell that story. Uh, Tyler writes, I need advice on how the fuck I'm going to survive both moving and passing my exams over the next two weeks. Thanks. Boy, I don't know. I've moved a lot, but I've never passed an exam. Hmm. Passed a kidney stone. Uh, there, all you have to do is sort of uh, wait and kind of wince. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually it'll come out. So what was it that hurt with that, with the kidney stone? Uh, my Your back. Your hurts. back like your hurts? Kidney, your kidney hurts, which is pretty close, like on the side of your back. Uh-huh. I always thought as a kid, hearing about somebody passing a kidney stone, that it must be that getting it out your dick eye is what hurts right but it's not it's getting it from the from the kidney through the urethra into your bladder um, and your dick eye is pretty big right compared and to the size of these of these stones i mean right? really you can stretch it and prepare yourself oh, sure. for I mean, that you can, you can put like a like a, a you know, like a pringles can inside it eventually, eventually. yeah you know, it's like gauging your ears yeah it's just as rewarding and sane as gauging your ears just get mm-hmm. to the point where you can stick a pringle scan in your dick eye and that's how you'll survive moving and passing your exams because uh, you know when you're moving you always like pick up a thing you, you've got like an armload of boxes and then you're like fuck there's one last thing that i can't carry because i don't have a hand free you uh-huh. put it in your pringle scan right um and then uh you know you put it you put the crib notes in your pringle scan and uh in the middle of the exam just pretend that you have to adjust your dick and that's how you read read your notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in on a serious note, though, like when circumstances conspire to give you just a whole bunch of shit to do in a really short period of time, those are the times when you uh, you Get accomplish a bunch, a bunch of shit. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, like <clears throat> it's uh, it's just how it is. Right. And it sucks. And it's like you can spend. You can you can try and leverage that by constantly forcing yourself to have a whole bunch of shit to do at the same time. That doesn't work. It's uh, too much. It has to be circumstantial, and it has mm-hmm. to happen, you know, fairly infrequently. The best grades I ever got is when I was going to school full time and had a full time job. There were two different times when I had like a single semester where I was dealing with that, and it was like just straight A's both times. Because it's like once you're once you're like all right. I have to move and I have all these exams. You are not doing anything with your time other than packing and studying. Right. Because you you just can't. You don't have you don't have any excuse. You know, you know that you can't go get drunk. You know that you can't sit around playing video games like Mm -hmm. you just have to do the shit that you have to do because you have to do it. There's a looming deadline Mm -hmm. that's real. Hard to make up your own deadlines, though. It is, but um, if you tell people that you're going to do things um, at a certain time, then they'll expect you to do it, and then suddenly you have a deadline. Like if you if you say you're going to quit smoking, mm-hmm. and you tell the, the future that you're going to quit smoking by putting a note in a time capsule. Yeah, but you know, uh, 32 years later or 30 years later, the that's not a good enough deadline. Well, you've either you've either quit smoking or you've mm-hmm. died of the cancer. 
Sure. There, there is that. Yeah. So it's a foregone um, conclusion either way. But if you have to move, then your landlord or landlady knows that on the first of this next month, you are out of your apartment or house or trailer. And if you really get in a bind, call Ace Niebury and get some of his meth. Oh, yeah. Although, presumably, this, all night. You're, you're probably done with your exams and with moving by this point because we're, you know, we're really not there for you in your time of need. You look back and you only saw one set of footprints mm-hmm. on the beach. That was and just that you. Was, that was because we were fucking around not recording a podcast. Yeah, it was uh-huh. it was it was then you walked your own damn ass down that beach. But you did a great job. So uh, that's something to be happy about. Yeah. Uh, Fusion Grenade says, in a long distance relationship, when's the best time to break up? In person, when they have to travel five hours after? Phone? Skype? Text? Uh, I've broken off a long distance huh. relationship on the phone before. Oh, you you don't think Xbox Live is the best version? Ooh, <laughs> well, you can't funny. really you can't really chat. Well, if you're doing voice chat, mm-hmm. you're like if you're playing like Call of Duty Five, and you're like, oh, go over there and uh, toss a grenade into that bunker, and uh, when you're done, uh, put the shit I left in at your house in a box and mail it to me because we're not together anymore. And then you shoot them. <laughs> yeah, you switch teams. And you frag them. Yeah. I don't know anything about Call of Duty. I don't either. I've never played the COD blops. Somebody asked us about the COD blops. COD blops? I had Call I'm of not Duty. familiar Call with of this. Duty Black Ops. Wow. That that really demeans that title by it's, calling it COD blops. I think it's kind of great. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not proud of myself for having broken off that relationship on the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, because she had been in town like the week before. Right. Yeah, but you weren't going to get laid. Sure, right. You do it right before you drop them off at the airport, I guess. Um, but you never, like, you, you, for me at least, like, there is a long process of deciding whether or not I'm going to break up with somebody. And then mm-hmm. once I decide, it's just like, all right, I'm just doing this now. That's because true. Otherwise, I will, otherwise, I'll fuck around for years. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, think I uh, ended my marriage over the phone. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that. That was pretty classy. Um, didn't have much choice though. Uh, but text message is a terrible idea. The internet is a terrible idea. It is. Um, I feel really, really I gave two weeks notice at my last job. Oh, by, so you should do that with a girlfriend by email. No, I did it by email and I felt really bad about it. But like my, I, the day that I was going to do it, my boss called in sick and I had to, I had to do it that day to make it to something that I was going right. to otherwise miss. Can um, you just leave a note on their yeah, desk? Yeah, I just write it in piss <laughs> on their car. Yeah. Um, if you have an inkling that you're going to break up with someone over a long distance before they move away, break up with them before they move away. Well, I don't think they're moving away, right? I think that I think that she's visiting, and I'm assuming Fusion Grenade is a dude. Um, oh, sure. Probably like a space cop. Right. Yeah. Uh, and she's on the moon. Yeah. Luckily, he's on the moon. Luckily, technology is such that she can get there in five hours. But then, like, if she gets, if you, you don't want to make her depressed before she gets on a spaceship, right? Because if she just is like, guys, I, I just, I need, I need some time to myself. I'm gonna go for a walk. And they say no. She opens the airlock and is sucked out into the cold, uncaring vacuum of space. Right. Thanks a lot, fusion grenade. Where no one can hear you break up. Nice work. Um. It is best to break up with someone in person, but it is also unreasonable to travel five hours to go see them just so that you can break up with them. Is it? 
Well, you're breaking up with them, so I mean, you're it really doesn't of... matter anymore, right? Like the whole, the, like probably if sort you're of. if you're me, the reason that you're breaking up with them is because they are constantly getting mad at you for being yourself. <laughs> um, that's that is that is pretty much the reason that every single relationship that I've ever been in has ended uh-huh. because because I, of you. Yeah, I guess because of me. Yeah, you're right. It's because of me. Um, you know, things that were evidently cute in the beginning of the relationship are mm-hmm. now just a apparently a constant uh, thorn in her side. And yep, it was. <laughs> so, yeah, just do, start doing things on purpose that make her mad. <laughs> it just doesn't matter anymore. I'm guessing I'm guessing that not everybody's relationships are like mine. Uh, I would uh, do it over the phone. Yep, I think I would, too. That's probably the best. Or, wait, we haven't even explored this option, a telegram. <laughs> yeah, so, don't they have those? Like a singing, a singing telegram? Oh, you send somebody, you send like a stripper. Yeah, you send like your a new, sexy one. You send your new stripper girlfriend to give her a singing telegram. <laughs> exactly. Um, She'll get the message, understand why, and, uh, you know, like the, it's and, time and to move on. And she'll see the stripper and be like, I can't compete with that. I don't, right. I don't blame him. Oh, that was the why. Yeah, stripper girlfriend mm-hmm. who sings. Yep, telegrams. Stripper's never gonna. Stripper's never gonna get mad at you. No, no. They're no. they're known for their emotional stability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and patience. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ending relationships, Sean writes, "Hi Zach and Roy. I've heard some really juicy stories about dramatic firings and bad business decisions from a former workplace. Should I refrain from telling some of these stories at my current workplace, which is in the same fairly small and well connected industry?" Oh. I mean, you don't want to store up drama, right? You store up drama. You don't want to stir up drama. You want to store it up for your diary. <laughs> yeah, if you store it up. Um, no, you don't. Uh, say, don't say anything. Yeah, don't tell. Well, okay, so don't do it until you, the first time you get drunk with your new coworkers. Oh, yes, of yeah. course. That's Sorry. when you, that's I mean, when that you do given. things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I got into this huge fight uh, with one of my coworkers once uh, when, uh, we were out drinking, uh, with like the big department heads mm-hmm. from, uh, from, uh, I worked at a, at a college and, uh, the, the, there were two campuses and the main campus was like in Florida and the head honchos from the IT department were in town and the department all went out and got super drunk. And then I just got in this like screaming match with one of the dudes that I worked with. Um, because he kept making, they kept making these decisions that didn't make any sense. Like they mm-hmm. kept doing things that I was like, I don't understand why you keep making these changes to the way these operations are work. Like you're, you're, you keep doing these things that are like making things worse for the people who, that it's, that's my job to take care of them. And it turns out, and I had, n- I had no inkling of this because I was just sort of oblivious. The department believed that I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, really? Right. They were just like, this guy doesn't know anything about computers. He somehow tricked them into hiring him to do this job. And he, he just has no idea what he's doing. And so I think that they were just like fucking around trying to figure out how to fire me. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And that made me really angry. Uh-huh. And I just flipped out on the guy. And so, yeah, that was that was fun. Wait, uh, so he told you that that's what they believed? I, in talking to him and in like pressing oh, for why you th- why these decisions kept being made, I was like, wait a minute, do you guys think that I don't know what I'm doing? And he was like, yes. Just, you know, came right out. No, so I was like, fuckers. Why would they think that? I don't Weren't know. Weren't you doing your job? I was. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, I was doing my job and I was doing just fine. And the people were like mad when they reassigned me and they were asking for me back. And they huh. were sad when I eventually quit over all of the bullshit. Um, Didn't you also apply for the job? Yeah, and I get applied it? and was hired for it based on my experience and expertise. Huh. But they didn't believe that the guy who hired me knew what he was doing either. Oh, right? I see. So, yeah, it was a big mess. It was a big okay. mess. But uh, what? so what I would do is I would save these stories and tell them on a podcast uh, mm-hmm. when it's super interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> to everyone who, yeah. doesn't, who doesn't Totally know interesting. Um, though, this came up. This is this is like kind of a serious thing. This mm-hmm. was like the, the 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 director of the department was like, <clears throat> "You guys, you need to save this conversation for the meeting, the staff meeting tomorrow." And my response was like, "No, there is no way that they would just flat out say to my face that I don't know what I'm doing in a meeting, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's no there, the, getting drunk with people that you work with." is I think in a lot of ways the only way to resolve certain things. Mm-hmm. Certain conflicts. There I are think. because there are things that you just won't this is this whole division, right? Like I guess a lot of people are really concerned with their futures and their careers and they don't want the notion that and this seems to be a very common thing, that you're a different person at work than you are at home. Mm-hmm. And where I was coming from was always like, this is, that's a terrible idea. Like you, you need a different job if you are going to just have to pretend to be somebody else for eight hours a day so that you can like trick somebody else into giving you responsibilities that you don't deserve. Uh, And that's a very unfavorable way of looking at it. And it's a very like, it's a very like sort of autistic way of looking at it. Right. Like in a lot of ways, because you're not lying, right? Like being polite isn't lying. Acting professional isn't lying. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's like, bleh. well, you're also making the assumption that every person is just you know one way, right? There are many different facets to someone. You speak to your grandmother differently than you would to your friend. Do I? I I think you do. I don't well, know. My do friends you? are alive, uh, which is one. One would speak to their Critical grandmother. There. One, no, sure, one would. I don't know. Okay, you're right. I guess I can. I guess I can see your point. How would you speak to my mother as opposed to how you speak to me? Uh, pretty much the same. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's like pretty much all dick jokes, right? Um, mm-hmm. She she refers to me as a sack. <laughs> so how can I not? You are you a know? sack. Yeah. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, don't don't tell stories about juicy firings. No. Uh, Keep those to yourself. Yep. No, well, share them with the one or two coworkers that you like and you know that you can get away with. You have to have confidants, right? Like, you you cannot in an organization. And then, then they'll stab you in the back to advance their own careers. Yeah, I would say just keep it to yourself. Go into business for yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't work for anybody else because your life is just going to be terrible. <laughs> tell your friends. Someday you'll get a gold. Don't goal. tell your coworkers. Someday tell you'll your get friends. a gold. What if you don't have any friends? Make some friends and then tell them. Just go to a bar, get as drunk as possible, mm-hmm. and whoever is nearest to you, tell them they're your friend now. Yeah, um, that's why people go to bars. Accidentally, somebody that you work with. Be sure you go to a bar where nobody that you work with works at, where nobody knows your name. Go to a, go to a strip club because mm-hmm. um, they'll pretend to be your friend. I mean, that's their job, right? Yeah, right? that and sending telegrams to your exes. 
Justin says, hey guys, this is Justin uh, from a suburb of Fort Worth. I know this is several episodes late, but I would like you to know I play French horn and I am in a ska band. Granted, I play bass in the band, but I am still doing both. Hmm. Okay. Pretty awesome. I guess you don't have a French horn in a ska band, right? You've got like a trombone and a trumpet and maybe like a sousaphone. I don't know. A baritone? Yeah. You don't have a baritone or a sousaphone in a ska band. I think, I think you just have trombones and trumpets. What other brass instruments do you have in a ska band? I don't Saxophone? know. Saxophone? I don't listen you to ska. You have a ska. guy who... Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. You get a... Hup, Is that an hup, instrument? Hup, hup. Yeah, yeah. Um, Isn't it just like a sample button on your keyboard? You got somebody on the, on the, wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Hat, a derby. You, you swing dance. Right. Is it a derby or you wear a fedora? I don't know. I don't know. You it's go a to hat. the derby. You wear a white suit and go to the Kentucky Derby. And you drink a mint julep and uh, ska about it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's ska about it. Uh, Alex says, question for you. I've recently graduated university and got a new job in a new city. I don't really know anyone here, and I'm getting tired of spending my evenings just programming video games by myself. How does a 24-year-old kind of socially awkward guy go about meeting new people in a new town? Thanks a bunch. Do you think Alex lives in the same town as uh, Mike? I don't know. Because if they do, they should just get together and become friends and work on video games together. The way that I did it was by not leaving uh, the town where I knew people until Roy, who is uh, extremely likable and extremely well-liked and extremely social, said, hey, do you want to move to a new town with me and go to uni? Uh, And I said, (laughs) I did. yeah, you, you, you came back from Germany talking like a dipshit, but yes, yes. Let's let's go. This apartment mm-hmm. looks nice. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong here? Sure. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> how did how did we how did we develop a social network here? We ran into somebody in a bar that we went to high school with, and yeah. she had developed a social network. So yeah, somewhat. I mean, she introduced us to one person. Oh, go see the movie The Social Network, and then ask if Jesse Eisenberg will be your friend. Uh, and then we went to a party at that guy's house the next week. Because she also invited us to that. And then we met more people there. Oh, and then that guy and I hit it off because we were both fans of the video game Mist. Right. And you like puns. We did. We did like puns. Um, I mean, really, how did we, we had a friend in common. There were two of us. There were two of us. And that, that, was, that did help. That was critical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. We did try. I mean, we did try to meet new people. When we went, finally got invited to a party... We split up and started talking to people there. Yeah. We didn't just sit in the corner. <clears throat> I, I also, I have to, like, I can't think back on that period of time and think of myself as being, like, the person that I was before that or the person that I am now. Because mm-hmm. I went through this period of sort of social fearlessness there, and I don't know how I summoned that up exactly. Well, um, you, uh, you kind of treated it like it was your job. I mean, I am here to experience new things and... uh we did a lot of drinking, but you also, you know, and you were right. You know, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Talked to a lot of, nothing. talked to a lot of girls. Yeah. Uh, that way. Just trying to date. Didn't really work. You got a lot of phone numbers that you never I called. Went on, I went on a lot of dates that didn't go anywhere. Sure. You know, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. But that's how it goes. Sure. I mean, that's what dating is. I guess so. Until you find that one. Until you find that one. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> socially awkward is rough, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, I, well, we, we give this advice a lot and it is still true. Just make yourself do it. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yep. 
I mean, it, maybe it won't be okay. Maybe you'll embarrass yourself and you will spend the rest of your life thinking about that moment and just kind of wincing at how embarrassing it was. Mm-hmm. Even still, that shit's going to happen anyway. Just it's still it. worth doing. Go talk to people. Mm-hmm. It sucks, though, if you literally don't know anybody because you can't just like, like, how do you go from not knowing anyone in a town to ever being at a party? Right. Sure. Well, you meet um, people through work. I mean, there is some through work, but I would also go to events of things that I'm interested in. It's right? weird, though. You can't like it is often weird to go to an event by yourself. It is, but it also has to happen sometimes. Yeah, I guess. You know, yeah, the being by yourself thing is super weird. Like when I, I spent some time in New York a couple of years ago, I was just like, all right, I'm going to I'm I'm super scared of this. And I just, I want to do it. This is like one of the last things that I'm afraid of. This is one of the last things in the world that is reasonable for me to do. I mean, I'm scared of like, you know, just randomly going and living in Iraq, you know, mm-hmm. never going to do that. I'm never going to, uh, I'm never going to just go off on my own in China or somewhere that I don't speak the language or whatever. But like New York, New York was a thing. It's like, you know, I want to go to New York. I want to see if I can hack it. And I want to, you know, and I'm just, I'm terrified of it. So I'm going to want to do it. And I like didn't meet anybody. I, it was awful. Really? Yeah. Not even at the bars that you went to mm, and stuff? Nope. I would occasionally like hang out with, if I got really drunk, I would just randomly start hanging out with people and talking to people, mm. but didn't, didn't manage to form a single connection that lasted longer than an hour. And, uh, sure. because, because it is really weird to go out places by yourself. Yeah. It like is. it's, it's just, it's weird. Um, I would like to, you know, thinking back on our time here when we first moved here, it took us a long time. It did. And there were many times that you and I thought that we had made new friends and we would never hear from those people again. Yep. So it's also going to take a lot of that, yep. a lot of patience. And eventually you do meet people and create a network. But And then in your 30s, you settle while. down on the ones that you can, you can hang with long term, you know? At least that's how it happened for us, I think. Sure. We've I mean, scaled we've scaled back quite a bit. Although you keep time, meeting, time you keep wise. meeting new people. I don't I've I'm I just network for work now. I'm all mercenary about sure. my career. Yeah, that's true. Um it's also how much time do you have now? I we are busier now that we're older. That's true. You, you were know. you were pretty busy then, but I was always able to drag you out drinking. Sure. All right. Hey, let's uh, let's stop here. Save the rest of these uh, written questions for the next show and, and then do some calls. Calls. Hey, Roy and Zach. My name is Brian. I had a simple question for you. My ex-girlfriend basically stole my vacuum cleaner and I want to get it back. I've asked for it. She said, OK, and then she's never given it back to me or even contacted me again. What should I do? Thanks for your advice. Bye. You know, Roy, I wish that uh, I wish that we had a Dear Abby kind of thing going on where this guy had actually said uh, sincerely uh, vacuumless in Vancouver hmm. or uh, dirty floored in uh, Baltimore. Yeah. The, oh, good. Good work. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think yeah. of a place that, that was DF. Oh, uh-huh. Dorth Fakoda was all I could Dorth think of. Yeah, that's not that's not a real state. No, I don't think it's a state of mind. <laughs> Um, I would apply to have joint custody of the vacuum cleaner. Oh, you think? Yeah. Like actually take her to court. No, I would just call her up and say, okay, it looks like you need it. Also, I think that you should have it this weekend and I will take it next weekend. Do you think, uh, how often do you vacuum? Uh, not that often because we got rid of all of our rugs. Oh, huh. 
All the carpets are gone. Cool. All of them. So we have one rug. Now you just have like sort of gross concrete floors. <laughs> I sweep those almost every day. That's uh, that's awful. Mm. I, I think about that and I think, man, I'm glad I do not have Roy's life. Yeah, but there's so much dirt and dust that Which is, is in why the carpet. Carpets are amazing uh, because you just gross. don't know about it. Um, so when she gives you the vacuum cleaner for your weekend, you just don't give it back. Oh, I mm-hmm. see. You're, 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 it's, this is like a scam. Yes, it you're is. You're trying to work out. This a is a scam a, to get back the thing that belongs to you. A caper. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, the vacuum job. So he's like the Robin Hood of vacuum cleaners. Mm hmm. Robin Hood and Rorth Hakoda. <laughs> uh huh. Um, they, seriously, though, people need, people need cool names like that. Oh, yeah. Well, to put even more pressure on people who are calling, A, ask for advice like Brian did. This was great. Yeah. This was a great, Good job, great advice. Brian. It Thank punchy. you. It was to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably have lost a number of vacuum cleaners. I remember buying several vacuum cleaners in my life, and I don't have any now. Really? So something must have happened to my I vacuum I think cleaners. I ended up with one of them. Oh, yeah? I probably threw it away or something. You probably, you probably lost it in one of your many breakups. Yeah. Jeez. See, this is another advantage to breaking up with somebody over text message mm-hmm. or Morse code is that they can't, they, like, they don't know the they Morse code for vacuum stuff. cleaner, so they don't, they, they, they don't, like, oh, right, real quick, can I borrow your vacuum cleaner first? And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, man, I don't want to, I don't want to make this even harder on her, and the moon is filthy, so I should really give her this vacuum cleaner. Um, so... This happens, right? I mean, people are like, oh, I left some shit there. I will come back and get it later. And then they move on with their lives and don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Right. Because they've they've broken up with you and Mm -hmm. uh, get a new vacuum cleaner. You know, it's like not it's not a big deal. It's not worth being an asshole about. And even if you are nice and you call her and say, hey, can I have my vacuum cleaner back? Like, it's still like, you know, she's going to it's going to hurt her. Don't do it. It's gonna hurt her. If she doesn't want to talk, if she doesn't want to talk to you, you call it. She'll pick up the phone. She'll see Brian Mm -hmm. from Vancouver. Well, this is where you put pressure on one of your good friends to go get it for you. Oh, I see. You get somebody to break into her house, Mm -hmm. like a a vacuum repo guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Or you distract. You get a vacuum salesman. You get a. You get a. You get one of your friends to pretend that he's a vacuum cleaner salesman. Mm -hmm. He shows up and says, "Hey, would you like to? You know what?" I am going to show you side by side how much better this vacuum is than your vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, could I have a cup of coffee? And then when she right. goes in to get your friend a cup of coffee, he absconds with both vacuum cleaners. Oh, I thought you're going to say that you should buy an even better vacuum cleaner so that when you try to pull the scam, you leave her with the better one and then you get your original one back. But if your goal was to have... A vacuum cleaner why wouldn't you keep the better vacuum cleaner you're just know. trying to be super Maybe nice has some her. kind of emotional attachment to the first one but if you call her and if you call her she sees your name on on her phone she's gonna think oh maybe he wants to get back together mm-hmm. and she'll get some hope she'll get some right. some hopefulness in her in her heart in her eyes and you'll say yeah i want my vacuum cleaner back you bitch unless the relationship was just a scheme so that she could get a vacuum cleaner. Oh, yeah. How long did they pay date? Because if it was like an hour, then maybe she just wanted the vacuum cleaner. If it was like 10 years, she probably could have made enough money. I mean, I don't know how probably. expensive vacuum cleaners are. No, I wonder how many payments you, are left oh, on the vacuum cleaner. So right? you're telling us that you never vacuum your floor. Yeah. No, I don't. I have a cleaning lady that comes in once a month. Mm-hmm. It is alarmingly affordable, and I recommend that everyone do it. It's mm-hmm. not... I used to think cleaning ladies, those are for rich people, but they're not. 
they're for lazy people with a, a little bit of money, uh-huh. as it turns out. I see. Really surprisingly inexpensive. Maybe that's only because it's an illegal immigrant. Now, do you... I don't think it's an illegal immigrant. She's barely legal. She's do barely you, legal. Um, Tina. Like, clean up a little bit before she shows up? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I mean, we straighten up. I mean, we're very tidy and sure. don't go into most of the house anyway. But isn't that like washing dishes before you put them in the dishwasher? Sort of, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. Shouldn't you just wash the dishes? Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I usually wash the dishes. She, she's she, when we worked out the co- contract. Haha, contract. <laughs> I've never signed a piece of paper in my life. When we worked it out, she wasn't going to do the dishes. You know, like the pricing was like didn't include because I'm like, oh, one day a month somebody's going to come in and do the dishes. Like because this is the person that we use at our office, and she does sure. do the dishes there, and it's like a different thing. And so, if it was one day a month, the office would uh, not do dishes. Waste until deep it, in yeah. maggots. Yeah. If it was not for the cleaning lady, the office would be waste deep in maggots. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure of it. I've never been as sure of anything. Um, j- just don't, don't get a new vacuum cleaner, Brian. It, it'll be okay. Wait, don't get a new vacuum. Just get cleaner? a new vacuum cleaner. Oh, okay. Just don't, just don't, just don't do anything. Just tear up It'll your carpets. Fine. Tear out your carpets. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Yeah, yeah. Every, you know the landlords don't care. Yeah, they, I mean they've got other things to do. They've got the police tearing up the carpets in the other apartments. Right. They might as well let an honest citizen have some fun, slicing up some furniture. Did we talk about that, that we also tore up the carpets from that apartment? Yeah, yeah. We didn't, actually. That was also the apartment where uh, one night uh, I was sitting out. You guys were gone. You were you had gone off with some girlfriend. You had better luck. Uh, you had better luck dating. You were more consistently employed than I was during those years. I mean, employed as a fucker. <laughs> you know, professional. Sure. Um, uh, I was sitting out having a cigarette uh, in front of the apartment, and... Uh, a big black cat uh, ran in from the street and fell over in front of me and died. And I was like, huh, well, I know it's bad luck uh, if a black cat crosses your path, but what if it, uh, it didn't dies make it. en route? Yeah. yeah. It was really sad. It was being That's chased sad. by some other cat. And it What did the other cat do? It was just, like, oh, shit, I don't know. It fell down and saw you. me. The other cat saw me and turned around and ran off. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know. That cat really did not want to get had sex with. I'm assuming that's what the other cat was chasing it Probably. for. Probably. Yeah. That's what cats do. Anyway, so I put it on a newspaper, and I carried it out to the dumpster. Okay. But I put it in front of the dumpster so that somebody could run over it. Oh, not identify the cat? Well, yeah, no, and then they wouldn't think... That, like, so what I like to do is make it so somebody feels bad about killing this cat that was already dead. Oh, and right, I, right. You know, and then I go and I yeah, take advantage sense. of them in their in their emotional state to sell them a vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, or get their vacuum cleaner. I'm pretty sure you can get a new vacuum cleaner, buddy. Don't don't bother this poor girl. What if he just bought this sweet ass vacuum cleaner? It's like a writing vacuum cleaner. So if you are excited about a vacuum cleaner, a writing vacuum cleaner would be pretty cool. That is pretty like, cool. You need that if you have like a really big, really empty house. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, you I have to actually those. get rid of your furniture so that you can have this vacuum cleaner. Okay. okay, what if it was a Segway with a Roomba taped to the bottom of it? That's awesome. That'd be awesome because that you could use in just a regular apartment. Yeah. Right? You can get a Segway around in there. Those things are maneuverable. Yeah, they In are. the future, they'll be designing apartments around that invention, Roy. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you are, if you are the kind of person that is that, like torn up about your vacuum cleaner going away then you've got more serious problems than being missing a vacuum cleaner like that's probably why she broke up with you're you. like a boring dude maybe she broke up with you because you're a boring dude mm-hmm. the sad thing though 
is that that vacuum cleaner would come in pretty handy if you're a guy who's not getting laid all of a sudden as oh, just right. a sort of a stopgap measure. Sure. You know, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're you saying. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You can, because, you know, your girlfriend is who cuts your hair and the vacuum allows you to use a Floby. Right. Yep. That is what you're saying. Hey, guys. How do you win at the casino? So this is another example of somebody who should have uh, included a name. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what to call you. C- broke, casino Larry. Broke in Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, gambling in Gatlinburg. Mm-hmm. Um, gambling Garrett. You, you see, I'm going for the oh yeah the X in thing the place. in the place yeah yeah mm-hmm. not not you, you're just doing alliterative names blackjack mm-hmm. Bill sure poker Paul mm-hmm. poker Pete uh, yes pie gow yeah I don't know I was uh, yeah, I, yeah is pie gow a type of gambling game? pie gow poker yeah you see that at a oh. casino every okay. once in a while um, yeah craps Charlie slutty slot machine. Slutty is the guy's name. Mm-hmm. It's like a nickname. It's a weird name, but you know it's his name. I didn't give it to him. Uh, uh, you y- you can't really win money at a casino. Yes, you can. Okay, you win money at the casino by not gambling because oh, it's the it's penny like winning earned. everything that you would have lost. Mm-hmm. Right. So walking out of there with zero dollars is winning compared to walking out of there with negative three thousand dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always look at gambling and I'm just, you know, I'm going to be totally serious about this because nothing, nothing You're makes always for a, totally nothing serious for about a everything. podcast than earnestness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like, uh, I like going to a casino and playing some, uh, low, the lowest stakes blackjack where they let you touch the cards. Um, are there places you can't touch the cards? Almost everywhere. You can't touch the cards if you're playing like $3 a hand or $5 a hand. Really? Blackjack. Yeah. They, I don't know why they, they, in order to make Grease those on your fingers. Well, no, in order to make those tables profitable, they need to churn through people a lot faster. Uh-huh. And when you can hold the cards, you're relying on the people at the table to do the math, to figure out what their card total is instead of I the see. dealer doing it. It, like the dealer will imme- like if you if you hit and the dealer busts you with a face up card the dealer just immediately counts that and moves on to the next guy you know and everybody else is like sort of kibitzing about like what you should what you should do because everybody can see your cards and it's just like oh, you know it just the pace it is way more relaxing when the game is slowed down by everybody fiddling with the cards got it okay um but you end up having to pay, play like $10 a hand to do it. And so your gambling budget, if you're like me, okay, modest gambling budget. If I, I don't go to the casino that often, and I usually think, well, I will lose 200 bucks, and that'll be it. You know, like a trip to Vegas twice a year. Sure, but I mean, it's also not really a matter of losing those $200. It is spending $200 for yeah, that to, trip. To, to play blackjack for several hours. Right. You know, if you unless you get a really unlucky streak, you can sit and play blackjack for a really long time and you're not going to win big, but you're not going to lose big either. It's right. like, it's going to be You just sl- think of it as your entrance fee. Yeah. Like I only paid $200 for this 2 hours of entertainment. Mhm. Well, there's some crazy bird shit going on outside. This is weird. I don't. I don't like doing the podcast when it's daylight, and I can because see can all of the things that are going on, on in my yard. Yeah, well, you heard your chickens clucking. Yeah, because they had just laid an egg. Or yeah, I think that clucking a... means somebody come shit into my ass. Because <laughs> that's how chickens reproduce. Yeah, you, me, and everyone you know. The cloacal kiss. <laughs> Roy, um, if somebody, you can't uh, win. yeah, you can't. But if somebody, you know, how, you know how you can win, Roy. 
you can you can get advice from us. You can, can win at life by asking us questions about, oh, I don't know, where do I go to buy a stud deer head? Sure. Uh, where would I go to buy a... Uh, You're just looking at something in your room. A four by eight uh, a laminated shower board uh, that you use as a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Home Depot. Depot. You know the answer to that one. Yeah, I do. Uh, there are... Try again. There's only one thing. Where would you go to buy a uh, $30 accordion that barely works? The eBay. eBay. There you go. Mm-hmm. Where would you go to buy a Lego ATST? I think you would go to the Lego website. That is where I Lego.com. No, you know what? Where you would go there is you would hire Riff to work for you and give you super thoughtful birthday presents. Oh, or that. If you need advice on how to give somebody a super thoughtful birthday present or anything else for that matter, give us a ring. Give us a call yeah. at that number. What's that number, Roy? That number is uh, seven. Six nine two one three nine two two five. Is that really it? I thought it was two one eight. Oh, it's two one eight. Don't call two one three, fool. Yeah. Who call knows what kind of shitty advice you're gonna get if you just start calling people at random. In fact, don't even just if you're gonna call us, go to advicehotdog.com where I've typed in the the number like sure. a, like a normal person instead of stammering uh, through it comedically and then getting it wrong. <laughs> Uh, Roy, do you think you can manage to tell the people our email address? I think so. It's advicehotdog.com. At gmail.facebook. Uh-huh. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, else? I guess. Uh, yeah, you can uh, go to Facebook, facebook.com, I think, and uh, slash advicehotdog, and you can interact with me there. Uh, you, can find, questions. you can find questions. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get us on Google Plus, but since they don't allow pseudonyms, I'm having to create the identity of one A D Vishihotdog. Uh, oh, okay. I imagine he's from some Eastern Bloc country. Sure, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't I haven't gotten the passport yet, so I can't apply for any of the other papers. I see. Um, yeah, just go to the website advicehotdog.com, and uh, there are links to everything that you would need to get in touch with us. And uh, it is a stunning example of like early '90s era web design sensibilities. Yeah, and, uh, it's sim- it's simple. It simple, gets the, direct. It gets the job done. It does. It gets the job done like a reliable vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, the person who uh, called in this uh, episode, Stinger requested that we give you guys the address again advice hot dog p.o box 41774 mesa arizona 85274 Mm -hmm. send us a postcard yeah we will be so excited we will be so excited and we will read no matter what you write on a postcard we will read it on the air and roy will post a video to youtube of him doing an interpretive dance to the contents of the postcard i'm making that promise on roy's behalf right now thank you i we don't have a video camera so you have your phone oh yeah huh i didn't think about that yeah anyway you ready for this stinger i'm ready Instead of stinger i was thinking songs or bikini briefs on girls and if you added your address to your sign off then i might send you a postcard from hawaii good night mahalo the thing about that stinger is that i don't think there are really just those two options right there's a whole there's a whole panoply of things of different different styles. Yeah. I don't know what a bikini bottom is. A bikini bottom looks kind of like uh, a brief, and it halfway covers uh, a woman's buttocks. Halfway. Okay, so it's like a yeah. triangle in the back, sort as of. opposed to a T-E. Right. Hmm. I don't like that. 
You don't like what? It interferes with the line of the buttocks. I'm going to say a thong. You know what I prefer? Leather miniskirt and no underwear. Sure. I don't actually prefer At the that. beach, though? It seems like it'd be pretty gross. I do remember being at the beach. Sweaty work under that. <laughs> a few years ago, and my dad... Your dad, um, your dad was wearing a thong? Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, my dad, at the time, I think he was 79. <laughs> and uh, he, after seeing a young woman who had a regular bikini bottom and having to adjust it and so on, he, uh, he said to me, um, I think women should just wear the thongs so that it doesn't uh, look like it's kind of like a saggy diaper sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so what it comes down to is that if you have a good fitting bottom, it just covers uh, your butt. Right. And I think that that looks right when it's sort of in between. Most of the time, it sort of like bunches up and does yeah, like weird if you things. Don't have, if you don't have enough junk in the trunk. I guess so. Or if it's too big or by and large whatever. The problem. I mean, it really depends. Mm-hmm. Are you are you a sister with a lot of junk in the trunk? If so, wear whatever you want because it'll fit nicely. Well, you could also just get something that's the right size. If you if you are all being all like a white chick with all no ass and all, then get a thong. Really? You you think a thong looks better when you don't have an ass? Oh, I don't know. I think I would, maybe I would it, not associate with a woman that didn't have an ass. Yeah. I think you well, should have you, an ass for either down. either choice, right? I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the way women are shaped. No. I've never even I've never seen a woman in her underpants. No. That's true. Thongs are weird though. They are weird. I it would drive me crazy and it wouldn't be clean. Yes. I feel like I there would know. just be like butt sweat. Like it's like a device for collecting butt sweat. Sure. But it wicks it away. Which I guess <laughs> Helps it evaporate. Yeah. Um, I guess any underwear is really, I mean, it's sort of definitionally, yeah, sort of, it is a device. It is a device do. for soaking up butt sweat yeah. so that it doesn't get on people's furniture. I think maybe just one of those uh, sort of like bathing suit skirts, but you just wear the skirt and nothing else. I mean, if you're looking for functionality, I think just a quick loop of saran wrap. Wouldn't that get sweaty? Probably, but you'd see it. That'd be cool looking. Oh, sure. Yeah. Or some bubble wrap. Oh, then, yeah, then right. you, you, what you want to do as a, as a young woman at the beach, uh, it seems like your top priority is getting people to like stick their fingers into your bottom. Right. Not, not your bottom, like, you know, like your butt, but your butt, the bottom of your suit. Yes. The bottom your of your suit. Wear a one piece. We could bring mm-hmm. that back. Maybe those one pieces with lots of little fringe flaps. Hang oh, on yeah, 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 yeah. That, one pieces look good. Like okay. a, a good fitting one piece uh, really accentuates mm-hmm. the shape of a woman. No, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. Really? Yeah. No, I think it does. Yeah, you 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 just like flappers. <laughs> flappers are loose. They they drink the bootleg. <laughs> they do. They they're they're hopped up on reefer all the time, and they have loose morals. Sure, that's what I know. They smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, that all women in the 20s had weird boobs, or do you think that only the ones with weird boobs let people film them? I don't know. Have breasts really changed shape? It seems like it, right? Like you look like, I don't know if you ever ran into like a batch of Playboys from the 60s or 70s, sure. right? Yeah. They, they seem different. Seem, they, de- they seem different. But is it because maybe uh, women's well, breasts were in different types of bras? I don't know. Most of the time? 
right? I, so yeah, I don't know. They use those pointy cone bras. Bras that, today did a weird thing. Do different things. I mean, there there has certainly, I think, been a change in aesthetic standards that would go into porn, right? Sure. I and mean, I feel like the I feel like the dinner plate sized nipple has gone out of fashion. Right. It, it it went the way of the big mangy bush. But Although I don't think you any still see really those mangy. mangy. <laughs> that was the wrong adjective. Yeah, if it was mangy, it would actually be bald, wouldn't it? In in patches. Yeah. Uh-huh. You'd have to. Ooh, don't take that one in. <laughs> it's got the mange. Next thing you know, your whole harem will catch it. Sure. Ah, that's as good a place as any to stop. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>